This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for your awesome presence in this place. Lord, we pray that by the time this service will be over, there shall be awesome testimonies concerning that we should have done here. For the brief moment, I will speak to your children. Let the word of my mouth be spirit and life. Let your people be blessed here. And let your name be glorified. Thank you for what you have done thus far. Thank you for what you will still do. We say, blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, better amen. amen. Who is the first testifier in the house? Can I hear you shout a thunderous hallelujah? Amen. Once again, I bring you greetings from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Holy Ghost Zone. And I want to thank God for my brother, Pastor Tunde, and his wife, Pastor Dayo, for this special privilege that they have given to us to minister on the altar of true rule. We will not take it for granted. But we are believing God that God will raise men and women that we touch this nation positively from among from the, your midst here in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning I want to talk to you on what we title Receive Your Healing. Receive Your Healing. And our text is taken from Mark chapter 5 from verse 25 to 29. Mark chapter 5 from verse 25 to 29. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and has suffered many things of many physicians, and has spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she has heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garments. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body, that she was healed of that plague. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in our hearts in Jesus' name. I am believing God for somebody here that it doesn't matter the nature of the sickness you brought to this sanctuary. You will not live with that sickness. I say you will not live with that sickness in the mighty name of Jesus. Sickness is as a result of sin. Sickness is as a result of sin. It does not matter whether it's physical or spiritual sickness. Amen? Because when you read Psalm 107 verse 17, Psalm 107 verse 17, the psalmist said there that fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Transgressions, iniquity, both of them are equal to sin. If you don't do what God said, you should not do. Sickness will not come your way. Amen? For instance, when you read Genesis chapter 2 verse 2, Genesis chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible said, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his works, 
which he had made. If God, after completing his work, could find time to rest, what is the challenge of those of us that he has created? Many of us, you run from pillar to post, Sunday to Sunday. Many of you, as you are leaving this church, you already have your program. Today, I need to go and visit brother so-so-and-so to socialize with him. And by the time you sleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning, it's like Monday should not have come. Amen? How many of us feel that way? Because of this, the kind of sickness that God had not ordained for us, those are the kind of sickness we are carrying about. And I pray that because you are under the sound of my voice this morning, every of such sickness arising from your failure to give your body rest, God will show mercy to you this morning. Amen. He will forgive Amen. and he will heal you of such sickness Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. When you look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8a, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8a, Paul said, for bodily exercise, profited little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. For bodily exercise, profited little. Even the little profit from bodily exercise, many of us don't take advantage of it. You eat, you just go and sit down, put your leg on the table, on the table and you begin to watch programs on DSTV. Amen? The necessary exercise you are supposed to take to help the food to digest, you don't do it. Amen? When you also read the book of Leviticus, God stated expressly there the kind of foods we should eat and the kind of foods we should not eat. But it might interest you to know that those things that God said we shouldn't eat, they are the ones that taste very well, very nice in, in our mouth. And you discover that from time to time, those are the kind of foods food we want to eat. And these are the kind of foods that creates bodily harm for us. And yet, when all these diseases, which doctors say don't have cure, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, when they come, we begin to ask God, what did we do to deserve this? Not knowing that we have committed sins of disobedience to the instruction of God. I pray that the mercy of God will avail for us. I said the mercy of God will avail for us. And for as many of us that are going through any of these diseases that I've mentioned, and the ones I've not mentioned, because you are here this morning, the healing hand of God will locate you in this sanctuary. In the mighty name of Jesus. You may say, ah, Pastor, you just spoke about physical sickness. How about the spiritual ones you mentioned? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. The Bible said that he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And who so breaketh an edge, the serpent shall bite. There are spiritual principles guiding our operation in this world. Amen? For instance, the Bible told us somewhere in the New Testament that every other sin you can commit against the Son of Man 
they shall be forgiven. But the sin against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven either in this world or in the world to come. But many of us, we give testimonies and we give impression that we are the one that made the thing possible. Thereby disdaining the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 30. Ephesians 4 verse 30. The Bible said, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, for whom you have been seated for the day of redemption. Anytime you undermine the role of the Holy Spirit in what he's doing in your life, I don't need to tell you that he's the ruler of this dispensation that we are. You are grieving him. And you are committing a sin for which forgiveness may be possible. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Nobody asked Ananias and Sapphira to go and bring their properties or to go and sell it. But the guilty conscience that they've been coming and they've been sharing in the sale of the property of others made them to go and sell it, sell their properties. Even after they sold it, they had the resources with them. They were not forced to bring it to the feet of the apostles. So why they need to lie? When they brought the, 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 the sales proceed, Peter asked Ananias, is, it, is this the whole proceed of the property you sold? And he said, it's true. And Peter said, why do you lie to the Holy Spirit? And the man fell down and died. The wife came in, said, tell me the truth. Is this how much you people sold this property? He said, the same thing. Behold, the feet of those who carried your husband out. Is the feet. She fell down and died. You may say it's not happening in our dispensation, but I want to tell you this morning, the first kind of death that a man will witness is the spiritual death. The moment you don't have any form of communication or you don't have any line of communication with the Almighty God, then you are as good as a dead person, a walking corpse. So we need to be very, very careful in our relationship, not just with God, but with the entire membership of the Trinity. Because you cannot be too smart than any one of them. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. From our text that we read, we know that this woman had an issue of blood. We know that she had a problem for 12 years. We are also told that she suffered many things from the hands of physicians. We also know that she has spent all her resources in her effort towards trying to look for healing for herself. She has moved from prosperity to poverty. And most likely, because the Bible never spoke of her husband, the man has abandoned her and he has taken off. We also know that this woman's condition, in spite of everything she had done, instead of getting better, the situation grew worse. However, there are certain things that the Holy Spirit revealed to us. Just three number that I will share with you this morning. And you put it on your left hand and use it in your situation. And I assure you that God will answer you speedily. What are these things? Number one, the woman did not exhibit fear. This woman did not exhibit fear. One of the challenges of sickness, especially the ones that are unto death, 
is that they create a heart-rendering fear. Amen? Imagine a situation, a person that was told that he or she had cancer or has cancer. The first thing that comes to his or her mind is that death has finally come. And that fear negates the spirit to resist or the ability to resist and fight for his or her life. Praise the Lord. Fear destroys the power of resistance if allowed to take control of life in times of sickness. The moment you begin to exhibit fear, it simply means, what you are saying is that I don't think I can get out of this situation. Praise the Lord. This woman with the issue of blood refused to allow fear into her situation. Because as she's trying this one and she's not succeeding, she was moving to another one. She believed that that sickness should not be the one to kill her. Amen? When you look at 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3 to 5, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3 to 5, is the story of the four lepers. No, not 2 Kings, sorry. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The lepers came. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. is the story of Jehoshaphat. And the, the four kings that came to wage war with him. Those lepers came. And they looked at themselves. And they said, if we remain in the city, we will die. If we go to the camp of the enemies, they may save us and we'll live. So whichever way we take, death is knocking at the door. So they took the bolster of faith. They did not allow the fear that they are going into the enemy's camp to worry them. And they went there. And by the time they got there, they met the dead bodies of the enemies. And they met spoils of war within them. After they have satisfied themselves, that was when they remembered that they need to go and inform the people in the city. Fear robs you of everything that is your entitlement. And I pray this will no longer be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. In Matthew 10 verse 28, Matthew 10 verse 28, Jesus Christ said, And fear not them which are able to kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that is able to destroy both body and soul. Sickness can only destroy your body. It cannot destroy your soul. Amen? Proverbs 14, verse 16. Proverbs 14, verse 16. The preacher said there that a wise man feareth and departed from evil. Sin is evil. But the fool rages and is confident. It is a foolish man that they will be telling that what you are doing is wrong. You say, don't worry. Those who did it in the past didn't suffer any consequence. So there is no reason for me to stop. Let me continue. Praise the Lord. By the special grace of God, I came into the Redeemed Christian Church of God some 23 years ago. And it was one problem that brought me here. I mean, to the mission. At my young age then, I had diabetes. And uh, I've tried every message possible. It was like I wasn't going to get the healing. 
and I was the senior management staff of a bank. Because if the number of permission I take to go to hospital becomes so much, the bank will tell me to go and rest. So one day somebody introduced me to the church that if I can come for one of your programs, God will meet me at my point of need. So my wife and myself and my children that night, we decided to go for the Holy Ghost service. Do you realize that by the time I got to the place, one of the symptoms of diabetes is that you keep going to the toilet to urinate consistently because you don't have the energy to break down the sugar that is in you. So there has to be a way you need to pass it out. All throughout the Holy Ghost night, I didn't leave my seat. And that was the last time I ever went out. I mean, had the experience of diabetes. God is able to take care of your situation. If he knows that you, 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 you have acted in ignorance or you acted deliberately and you decided to ask for forgiveness. Often it is fear that takes, or rather, that kills people and not necessarily the sickness. Have you ever observed that when there is a road accident and you have babies there, often the babies survive, but the elderly ones die? What killed the elderly ones is the fear. Babies don't know fear. The vehicle can move left and right. It can somersault once, twice, thrice. The babies don't know what is happening. They don't know what is happening. And they survive this uh, situation. While those of us who are elderly, because of the fear of death, even before the vehicle, we want to try and find a way of escaping. And in the process, we lose our lives. I pray that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Please rise on your feet. We need to pray. Need to lift up your voice with me this morning and repeat that. Father, 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 cut off the spirit of fear. Cut off the spirit of fear from my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Please open your mouth and pray quickly. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. You may please be seated. Number two. This woman determined from the beginning to live. She determined from the beginning to live. She did not sit down somewhere to begin to lament her situation. The moment she realized that she had that issue of blood, she started from the physicians. Amen? If she's, the, if she's that kind of person, like may, which many of us are, they tell you that, okay, one man of God is somewhere that can help you and he will be in Abuja. The excuse not to be there, that's what you'll be looking for. I've seen people where, that have been told that the general overseer will be in town. If only you can be there for him to dress, to, 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 to just lay hands on you. Let's see what God will do. And the excuse was that I need to go to the hospital to go for dressing. And she missed that visitation. I pray that God will not do your own like that. In the mighty name of Jesus. This woman, like I said, she didn't sit down. She was moving from one doctor to the other. If she had been a laid-back person, when she was told that Jesus was in town, she wouldn't have bothered herself to go to that crusade. 
But when she got there, she said, if only I can lay my hands on the hem of his garment, I am sure I shall be made whole. She didn't just express that faith. She took a bold step forward. Because the Bible says she pressed on the people there and made sure that she got to where Jesus was and then touched her, touched his garments. How do you handle your health situation? Do you fold your arms until people start shouting on you that you want to die? Or do you take your health in your hand and decide that, look, this thing, you will not kill me. I will find a solution to you. Amen? When you look at 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 5, 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 5, is the story of Ezekiah. The Bible said Ezekiah had a boy, and this boy was not going to heal. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of this sickness, God sent Isaiah the prophet to him. He said, go and tell that boy. Let him put his house in order. Because he's going to die from this sickness. And the moment Isaiah delivered his message, he walked out of the palace, bouncing. We are the prophet of God. We seize it and he's cornered. But what did Ezekiah do? The Bible said he turned his face to the wall. And he began to remind God that, God, my death is not beneficial to you. You remember those things you used me to do. Those reforms you used me to carry out in Judah. Only the living can praise you. Isaiah was still in the court of the palace when God told him, make a U-turn. Go back to Ezekiah. Tell him that I've added 15 years to his life. I'm sure, I can't imagine how Isaiah must have felt that day. I wonder whether I will not be, I've been saying in his heart that when you knew you were going to heal me, why did you make me to go and deliver the message? He didn't have a choice. He had to go back. And when he got there, Ezekiel was even asking for a sign. Show me a sign that truly God has said so. Amen? You cannot afford to fold your arms when they say there is a sickness warning you. You take your life in your own hand. Amen? Many people have died because they feel that, ah, those who had this sickness before me, they died. So why am I bothering myself? Let me go and prepare for death. Who told you that you will die from that sickness? When you also look at 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. The Bible said, And Elijah was sick of his sickness, wherein Elijah died. That is a man of God. I want to appeal to our men of God here. Please, don't say because you are serving God and you leave your health to suffer. Amen? Some 15 years ago, we were organizing the workers in training and all of a sudden, I began to have one funny stomach ache. Do you know that for over 24 hours, I had that stomach pain and I couldn't walk. I was on the bed. My wife went to work. She came to meet me on that bed. She had to take me to their office clinic only to discover that that stomach pain was occasioned by high blood pressure. Don't leave your health in the hand of other people. Take control of your health. Be determined from the beginning that you want to live. 
And that spirit will see you through. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Mark 5 verse 27. In her quest to live. She heard of Jesus. And she tried her feet. And she got what she wanted. Psalm 118 verse 17. Psalm 118 verse 17. The psalmist said there. I shall not die. But live. And declare the works of the Lord. I tell you another story. Years ago, a friend of mine who used to be an MD of a bank had cancer. And the situation was so bad that when she would go to UK, she was told that there was nothing they could do. That she had just barely three months to leave. She should go and prepare. And then she left UK, came straight to camp to see daddy. On getting to camp, she was told that daddy has traveled. And she now said, okay, if daddy has traveled, is mommy not in? Mommy, Gio. Then mommy is around. Let me see mommy. And mommy prayed for her. Do you know that two months after, she went back to UK. Those who said they have seen cancer cells in her, they had to delay her for so long that they want to carry out the test over and over again, that they are not too convinced about what they are saying. And then one of the doctors came back to tell her that, this God that you are serving, continue to serve him. I prophesy into the lives of any of you here that is suffering from any form of terminal disease, that because you are here this morning, receive your healing. Amen. I say receive your healing. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Rise to your feet. Let's pray to our second prayer. You want to repeat after me? The Father, 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 Father it is written, I shall not die. I shall live. Let this be my portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please open your mouth and prophesy to yourself. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. You may please be seated. To our final point. Number three. This woman puts her faith to work. She puts her faith to work. James 4 verse 8a. James 4 verse 8a. The apostle said, draw near unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Amen? When you read Mark 5 verse 28, the Bible said, this woman said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. It takes a lot of faith for you to believe that by touching a man's clothes, solution to your problem will come. Amen? I was at a 78th birthday program yesterday and it was like that program will not hold because the husband of the woman involved, a few days after they distributed the car, went into hospital. And he was there until probably last week when Daddy Gio came to town, prayed for him, and 24 hours after Daddy Gio prayed for him, they said the man just got up from his hospital bed and he carried his back. He said he's going to his house. And he was in that birthday program yesterday. 70th birthday of his wife. It takes a lot of faith to believe that God will use a fellow man to solve your problem. Amen? But if that is what it will take for you to get out of that situation, 
let your faith catch fire with the faith of that person. In the mighty name of Jesus. She not only established her faith at the level of prayers alone. She practicalized that faith. Many of us, we believe that once we are praying in our house, that is all there is to it. You may need to take a bold step of faith, a bold step beyond that of prayer for a man of God, a true man of God, to lay hands on you. Amen? When you look at the book of James, I can't remember the exact chapter. He said, is any one of you sick here? Let him go before the elder, elders. Let them anoint him. And the prayer of the saints shall do what? Shall see. It may just be that touch that you need that will make a difference in all your prayers. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the substance of sins hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But by the time you go down to Hebrews 11 verse 6, Hebrews 11 verse 6 said, There is no way you can please God without faith. Anything you want God to do for you and you are not exhibiting faith in it, you can't satisfy God. And there is every likelihood that you will not get that thing. I pray that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. When you look at Exodus 14, verse 15, Exodus 14, verse 15, God told Moses, why are you crying unto me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. Let them go forward. What is God saying here? God said, I know you have proven to the children of Israel that you have faith in me. Take a bold step forward now and see what I will do. In front of him was the Red Sea. Behind him was Pharaoh and his chariots. And they needed to go forward. And Moses cried unto God. And God said, don't cry unto me. You and the children of Israel, move forward. When you move forward, what needed to happen will eventually happen. Amen? The same thing can be applied to your case and my case. Until you move forward, trusting God, God may not lift a finger. By the special grace of God, all glory to him. I am a church planter. And I've come to realize in life that if you want God to be involved in the church planting you are doing or in the building you are doing, you take the first step. The moment you take the first step, God will take the whole thing over from you. Amen? Anytime we begin to build a church, between my wife and myself, we get our resources together. We sow it into that church. Before they finish the work which we have put our resources, God will raise hand lifters that will support us in building the church. And we have done it for at least three to four parishes in this city of Abuja. So why should your own be different? You're asking God to provide healing for you. Yet you are standing at the same point. God wants you to exhibit faith first by you moving forward, proving to him that you believe in him. You believe that he's able to do it. Once you do that, God will meet you at your point of needs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Until you move forward to touch Jesus' clothes, God will not do anything. You need to take steps to prove that you believe in God 
you believe that he's able to heal you. And thereafter, you are sure that your healing will come. Rise to your feet. Let's take this turn and final prayer. You want to repeat after me? The Father, 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 Father every obstacle working against the exhibition of my faith. Uproot them in the name of Jesus. Please open your mouth and talk to God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I'm not going to waste your time. Healing is the children's bread. If God cannot say of a truth that you are one of his children, you cannot get his healing. And that's why I want to appeal to those of you that are here to make a commitment to him that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Please quickly make your way to the altar here. He has asked me to just do one ministration here. Just one ministration. And let us see whether he will do the healing he wants to do or not. You are here, you are here to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you are looking for God to heal you this morning. Please make your way quickly to the altar here. Let's resolve your own case first. For the very last time, you know of a truth that you are here to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you have done it before. But if this trumpet is to sound now, you are not quite sure that you will go with the saints. Please make your way to the altar here quickly for the last time. It is safe for me to assume that everybody has given their lives to Christ here. Amen. Shall we rise to our feet? Let's rise to our feet. While I was praying upstairs, Daddy said, I should do something for you people here. And for as many of you that are suffering from one sickness or the other, he will heal this morning. So I want you to lift up your right hand and place your left hand in an area where you're asking God to heal you. Lift up your right hand and place your left hand where you want God to heal you. It is written in Matthew 15 verse 13. Matthew 15 verse 13. That every plant my father has not planted shall be rooted out. Now repeat after me. Father, 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 every strange plant in any part of my body root out this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Please open your mouth and pray for yourself. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. It is written, He sent his words and the words healed them and saved them from their destruction. You have heard the word this morning. I decree into your life. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. In Isaiah 53 verse 5. It is written. By his stripes we are healed. The stripes of Jesus will heal you. The stripes of Jesus will heal you. The stripes of Jesus will heal you. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. It is written, Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. 
the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And he will counter everything that is drying you up. Every sickness in your body that is making you to lose weight. That is making you to lose flesh. Every sickness in your body that is drying up your blood. They are rebuked this morning. Rebuked this morning. The son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings for you. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Father. Take all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored.